Yeah. And then having like a four or five inch drawer for like uh, jewelry or watches or just like little knickknack stuff for Shaden and I. I'm going to have my side on the left and her side on the right. Wow, that's sweet. That's a pretty big drawer for knickknacks. <clears throat> Four I five. mean, oh, <laughs> more than I'll ever need, but she suggested it. And I was like, it's like, babe, come on. That's a lot of space there. <laughs> and rolling with episode 146 of left side heavy the podcast presented by blue wire i'm jevin lefave and i'm we got hayden barton of course and hayden man we already at 146 this shit's getting crazier and crazier by the minute it fucking snowed today what's happening oh what isn't happening that's the real question man i heard so many people um on the radio we're complaining like i didn't know it was gonna snow yada 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 it's like do you look at the weather ever (laughs) and it's a half not even a half inch and it was gone by the afternoon like come on people let's figure this shit out it's not that hard to drive man yeah no like this this amount of snow shouldn't affect anything but Mm -mm. i i'll tell you what when i woke up I was not expecting to look outside my window and see snow on the ground. So I, I, I was thrown off a little bit. But I mean, like, it's gotten so cold the past couple of days. I wasn't really surprised, but I was surprised. That's fair. Because like that, like, apparently, like, that wind chill was coming, like, the Arctic chills were coming from, like, Siberia or some shit. Mm-hmm. And like the, like, because like the heavy winds were bringing it over here. And, yep. and I was like, damn. I yep. and there. it's also supposed to snow overnight tonight and a little bit into tomorrow. But then it just heats up on Thursday back to eight degrees. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard it was only supposed to last like a few days, but like waking up, I was like, oh, all right. I guess it snowed. Mm-hmm. Sick. But eh, whatever. But um, have you been? How's uh, how's your start to your uh, to your week? How's cabinets today? Cabinets were good. Uh, as you can see behind me, do you notice what's gone? All your sweaters and shit. A bunch of clothes. Yeah, that's because they've been moved over to there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's because um, a lot of... Oh, shit. My dick. Um, a lot of stuff over here that Shade and I had piled up and up top is now underneath the bed frame that I had made. And it's like, now I have envisioning. Just, just dream with me here. Dreaming. On that wall right there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the way across. Take down this bracket uh, for like hanging stuff here. Head to the YouTube if you want to know what he's talking about. Yeah. So we're taking down all this, putting it underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. So then this whole wall is going to get like revamped with like a three quarter 
board of whatever. Word. And I'm basically gonna make like a custom closet for uh for myself here. And then on top, I'm gonna make like a little cover for the dresser. Yeah. And then having like a four or five inch drawer for like uh jewelry or watches or just like little knickknack stuff for Shaden and I. I'm gonna have my side on the left and her side on the right. Wow, that's sweet. That's a pretty big drawer for knickknacks. <clears throat> Four I five. mean, oh, <laughs> more than I'll ever need, but she's tested it. And I was like, it's like, babe, come on. That's a lot of space there. <laughs> like, fuck, you want to fit a, you want to fit, I don't know, the Titanic in there, maybe? Too much room. Yeah, some would say. <laughs> Three is perfect amount. Some say it's an average amount. Maybe, maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. But uh, let's uh, we got a we got a heavy episode today, so I th- I figure we may as well just dive head first and just kick this uh, uh kick this um episode off. Um, agreed. Big news, um, came out yesterday. We were recorded on Tuesday here. The Big, biggest news, massive news out of nowhere, honestly. Like it wasn't out of nowhere, but it also was out of nowhere. Bo Horvat has been traded to the New York Islanders for forward Anthony Beauvillier, center prospect Aturati, and uh, the Islanders' 2023 first round pick on conditions. Um, the condition is it's top 12 protected. Um, if so, that means if the Islanders um, get anywhere from the twelfth overall pick to the first, anywhere in that range, uh, they keep it this year, and then we get their twenty twenty four first round pick completely unprotected. Um, but anywhere from thirteen on, it's ours this year, and we will be retaining twenty five percent of Bo's contract for the remainder of this year. Um, massive bomb from Friedman that I got um obviously around the city it was one of the worst kept secrets of all time is Horvat he rejected two of Vancouver's best offers we talked about it it was probably because they were below market value and he wanted to get paid which I totally respect that um so it was kind of unanimous that everyone knew that he was going to get traded and people were like Boston, maybe New Jersey, maybe Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, the Islanders come in and win the Horvat sweepstakes. Um, Horvat has 54 points with a career high already with 31 goals in 49 games. Um, funny enough, all comes around full circle. Lou Lamorello traded the ninth overall pick in 2013. To Vancouver for Corey Schneider. Canucks use that ninth overall pick to draft Bo Horvat. Then nine nine years, ten years later, Bo Horvat returns to Lou Lamorello. Um, he realized he was like, "Wow, I screwed up. Give me him back. I want him. <laughs> Here's more." Um, yeah, Horvat. Um, he had a in his stint with the Vancouver Canucks in 621 regular season games. He had 420 points with 16. Nice. Sorry. 
Uh, with you're always gonna give props for 420. Oh, 100. He did that on purpose. Um, yeah. With 16 points in 23 playoff games, and I think majority of those points came in like the last few playoff runs. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll just give it quick stats for this, and I'll go to you, Hayd. Uh Anthony Beauvillier drafted in 2015. Um, it's, it feels like he was drafted like five years after Horvat, but it was only like two. Crazy to me. It feels like Horvat's been in this league forever, or Beauvillier has been in here for like a half a second. But um, 28th overall by the Islanders. Uh, he has 209 points in 457 games, 29 points in 49 playoff games. Um, Aturati was drafted in 2021, 52nd overall. He's a 20-year-old centerman. Uh, two goals in 12 NHL games, scored in his first game, actually, too. And as a rookie in the AHL, he has 15 points in 27 games. So, Hayden, um, what was your initial reaction to seeing Horvat go to the Islanders? Big sad face. Uh, that's the initial reaction. It's like, damn, it's a sad face. But let's see what we get in return. I was like, come on defenseman some defenseman prospect defenseman no <laughs> could we draft a defenseman with the hopeful 13th overall pick or or later probably um i'm just gonna say this too looking into the trade aspects a protected for uh 12th overall dude what the fuck is that man like that's bullshit i i don't like that i feel like the canucks could have just been like no no, you're getting him for this. But I also get how um, he's not really signed. So, <laughs> yeah, if they give him an extension, that's like that's a good idea, I'd say, because, you know, the Islanders might need a great center like Bo. Um, and then I don't feel like they'd trade him at the deadline <laughs> like i saw in the notes where it's like flip bow i maybe i've heard but that. i don't i've heard like just through a bunch of like fans and stuff like that like what if islanders did this to get a month worth of horvat and maybe try and flip him if he keeps up his pace and i was like i swear to fucking god if they do that and get a better return than what we got for him i might shoot myself in the fucking face i feel like that's just fanatics going at it and making theories which hypothetically could happen yeah uh i don't see it happening though because i feel like you don't really trade for a player if you don't want them mm -hmm. especially, especially giving up like a top prospect in your and especially a high marquee player like bo horvat is yeah so i have to imagine that they will try and negotiate a contract for him, especially considering, as you just said, it was someone who draft or who traded that draft pick who we eventually draft. So maybe it's like a small little homecoming or what should have been moment for New York, in which case, um, all I can say is like, damn. And, uh, I, I don't think he's actually going to keep up a production playing with the Islanders. Call me crazy, but it's just not the Islanders style. Like we talked about, you know, mm -hmm. last week, it's not yeah. how they play. Yeah. You know, so 
could be tough. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was uh when I initially saw it, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what did we do? What did we get? Oh my god, and then. I was surprised. I wasn't upset that we traded him. I think it was because I I was all oiled up and like I've kind of accepted Realized. the fact that we are going to trade him no matter what. I think what I my expectations were so unbelievably low to see what the return because I'm so used to just getting absolutely fleeced in trades. Mm-hmm. And we usually get bullied over by other GMs on just getting the shit end of the stick. That when I saw this return, I saw how praised Aturati was amongst the Islanders fan base. I looked into it and he was the consensus number two overall pick behind Jack Hughes the year that they um, got drafted. But then I think with an unfortunate rookie year in Liga over in Europe and he dropped by a lot and to have the initial skill to be consensus number two I think it goes a long way and I still think that he was he's highly talked about um he doesn't dazzle you with speed or anything like that but I think his just his in his IQ um his shot and just his um just skill I think um, is what makes him such a good player. And mm-hmm. it's it's a center prospect up the middle. And I looked at that and I'm like, this, yes, it's not a defenseman, but it's something. And we don't have anything. Then a, all we have is really like aging centers, except Patterson. But like Miller would play center. That's the only other guy who can play. And he's 29. Yeah. And so like we need something up the middle that's young. And that's this helps. Um, Beauvillier, yes, it's another winger that is making over three million dollars. Excuse me, but he has a year and a half left on his deal. Um, if we trade Besser and Garland, like a lot of people are speculating, then he can take their spot in the top six. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything, we can re-sign him for probably cheaper or maybe flip him at the deadline for just a few picks or something. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like he's a serviceable forward who can chip in for 40 to 50 points. And who knows? Maybe he finds a groove in <laughs> Vancouver and maybe he actually can help us and be a part of our future. Who knows? And yes, the first round pick is protected. I get it. It is what it is. But it's a first round pick. Like, just be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand that it's it's protected. Top 12 protected in the Bedar draft. But realistically, the Islanders, unless they're the bottom five team, we're, no one's getting fucking Bedard in that draft. Okay, accept it. The Islanders yeah. aren't going to fall down that hard. I just don't think it's realistic. Like, I don't think they're that structurally bad and that talented to be that bad. You know, it's like, yes, they're two points out of a playoff spot right now. And their chances of making the playoffs are pretty fucking low. And if, if I had to guess, we're probably going to get like the fucking like, I don't know, like 15th overall pick or some shit. 
It's probably going to happen that way. But this draft is deep. If we can, I'm hoping 13th overall because this draft is really good. But if next year they get injuries and suck and we get like a top 10 pick. Could be great. We could have two picks in the top 10 mm-hmm. next year. It's a first round pick. I What I hate about this fucking fan base is that often we beg for, we need to rebuild, we need prospects and picks. We mm-hmm. got that and people are still unhappy that's not a defenseman. Defensemen are like gold in this league. It's going to be yeah. take a lot more than an aging centerman on an expiring contract to get a blue chip defensive prospect. Yeah. You're going to have to give up more for that. And the next best thing than a defenseman is a centerman. And we got that. Mm-hmm. And a younger, solidified forward who can serve us right now that is. We save a mil and a half, just under. Um, and his contract isn't is only for another year and a half, and we're gonna be saving the eight and a half million dollar cap hit that we have to pay Bo. Now, mind you, would I've rather paid Bo instead of JT Miller? Yes. Would I've traded both of them? There's a very good chance I would have traded both of them. And, but my point is, is that. Yes, it's not a defenseman, but it's also a trade that we still needed to do. And I still think that we came away on top of this trade. Yes, yes. Horvat is having a career year, but he's just over a point of the game, point of game, and he's having a career year. I don't think it would be smart for the Canucks to bank on him being like this player for another eight years at eight and a half million dollars. I just don't see it happening. But, like, when I was seeing that Bo Horvat montage and shit like that that the Canucks posted, yes, it made me very emotional because he was a fan favorite and, in my opinion, one of my favorite captains we've had part of the Canucks. I yeah. love Bo Horvat. But it's just unfortunate the way that they prioritized Miller over him. I wish it was the other way around. But good luck to Horvat in the future, and I think he's going to kill it as an Islander if he is an Islander in a month. Um, yeah. We'll see if they flip him at the deadline, if that is true. But I still think that Alvin and Rutherford, if this was the best that they could do, then I can't say I'm mad at it. I also keep forgetting that the Canucks are just not the Saints, and like they don't have a... Fir- or- didn't have a first round pick so i keep thinking like damn we could have got more without realizing we're 27 right now out of 32 in the uh, league standings so that means we if there wasn't such thing as a lottery we would have the first second third fourth fifth sixth overall pick if there was no lottery and nothing like that happened at all and you can't be mad with the sixth and the 13th overall pick at the moment. You can't be mad at that at all. And I feel like I'm I'm just forgetting that like two picks in the top 15 as of right now is elite. Yeah. And call it what you want. The Islanders land at 13th and the Canucks land at fucking like 
below Chicago or Anaheim. Mm. At Columbus, like we know it's a generational talent. Like, do you want the second and the 13th or like something like that? And maybe Columbus is stupid enough to be like, fuck it, sure. And then boom, you just flipped a second and a 13th for a generational talent. Yeah. Obviously, you you probably wouldn't. That'd be like, but you know what? No first round pick is a lock because who knows? Bedard could totally fucking fail. And you know, you find uh, a defenseman yeah. that you liked within the World Juniors or even the goalie that played for Czechia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know we talked about him a bit. And yeah, to having yeah. two first over, or first round picks, yeah. can't be mad. Can't no. be mad. And I'm telling you right now, there's a chicken dick's chance that any team is trading the first overall pick. It's not, I agree. not happening. <laughs> I don't care I what you offer. It's it's not what I got a question. Yeah. Uh if oh no, it's a dumb question. Never mind. Um we're five games out of having the first overall pick, the highest chance. Like we have fifth best odds? Well, Columbus is at 15 wins. So is Chicago. What's the Anaheim po- what's points? Arizona. What's points though? Because there's like overtime losses and stuff that impact. Right. Points. Okay. Yeah. So we're 10 behind then. We're at 43. Columbus is at 33. Yeah. So. Which but I mean, is, hey, which two, is still two points for a is, win. That's exactly 10. That's exactly yeah, five games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just realized I was like, yeah, I mean, like you were still right. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> just to go, just took a weird path to get there. Yeah. But like if we were had five more wins or whatever, but we could have like 14 more points or some shit. Because uh, of overtime points yeah. and shit like that. But um, no, it's just like I don't th- I think no, whether it's like um Columbus, Chicago, whatever. If they hear that phone ring when they're about to walk up for that first overall pick, they are, they're not even. <laughs> they're gonna be you... like the, they're gonna be like Detroit was this year and have their pick in by like the first minute. <laughs> yeah, it's like as soon as the lottery, they're gonna tweet with the first overall. Oh, the... Pick. <laughs> it's like, sir, the the draft isn't. Yeah, no, but can we just like skip to the second overall pick? It's <laughs> like no, who knows. As soon as the fucking uh, Stanley Cup happens, whatever team sitting in last place, like with the first overall pick, <laughs> we will try to select Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know what? I will fucking ask it, whatever. I said it was a dumb okay. question. Um, say you're Columbus. Yeah. Um, I forget the GM's name. It's Finnish, though. Um. Edmonton calls you'd be like, hey, do you want McDavid for first overall pick? You taking it? I mean, you gotta feel like where Columbus is at. I don't even know, man. They have good players. They're just not performing. With the first overall pick, you could like use it on a goalie. And then you have McDavid. Who definitely bring oh man. Like, I uh, people might say like yes right away, but also it's like you're wasting years of McDavid because you're not good enough to contend. Whereas Bedard, it's like you could build up with him. Right. I feel like 
I feel like Edmonton would need to send over like a like just like another collateral piece because obviously you're giving up years for someone who's the considerably greatest hockey player of all time. Yeah. But like when you when you think of Columbus, Chicago and Anaheim and Arizona, you put like you you say to yourself Columbus is better than those teams. Right? Like, surely they have to be, but they're just not playing well. Yeah, I mean, like, Warinsky has been hurt all year with a shoulder injury. Their goalies have been terrible. Like, like the real question is, like, whose goaltending would you rather not have, Columbus or Vancouver? Like, it's that situation. It's just, like, it's pretty fucking bad. Um, Unnecessary shot of Vancouver there, sorry. But, um. No, yeah, I just think, uh, like, Goudreau, Laine, those are good players, but I just also don't think Columbus is well put together. I think it's just a bunch of old scraps from different car companies into one shitbox kind of thing that won't last. That's just, like, you're putting Band-Aids on gashes pretty much with Columbus right now. And I I just think they're trying to make it to the draft lottery. But, yeah, no, that was just, like, just a little question. It's, like, would you take... Because Connor McDavid is guaranteed, whereas like yeah, Bedard, it's a full guarantee. Bedard, he's generational, but he hasn't cracked the NHL yet. And it's like I I don't know if I would, just because it's like my team's not really ready to contend anyways. If I saw if I you know remember when the Rangers got they still made the playoffs, but they finished they got the first overall and got Lafreniere. Yeah, in the bubble. Like if that was this year and like some shit like that happened and they got like a playoff team who just squeezed in, got Connor Bedard somehow. 100% you'd take that. It's like yeah, yeah. 100%. But yeah. like Columbus, it's like I think they're just a bad team because a a team that like has players who just aren't playing well aren't in dead last. Yeah. And I don't think Warinsky is a big enough piece on the back end to shift them to a competitive team, you know? So No, I know what you mean, yeah. So I, I don't know if I would, but no, yeah, it's very, uh, very interesting. But yeah, nonetheless, I think, I, going back to it, I think Canucks getting that second first round pick is massive. And for fans to like continue to complain on whether or not this we could have got more, we don't fucking know. We don't know. We don't know mm-hmm. what con- what con- what talks are happening behind closed doors. We don't know. This could have been like the best offer out there. Someone could have been offering a B level prospect and a second or some shit. Like we don't know what was offered. And yes, another team said they came in and went and. Or was going to send an offer for Bo, but the Canucks didn't even entertain it. They just said yes to the Islanders. It would well, have been. It would who have been, do you think that team would have been if they didn't even entertain it? Surely it's Seattle, right? Yeah, maybe maybe Seattle, or if it was just like, um, well, can you beat this? Is what the Islanders are offering. And they were like, I don't know. And then we we're like, okay, well, we're just taking this. Yeah, no, that that's fair. And I mean, if that's the only offer on the board and you know you want to move on from Horvat because he wants to move on, 
I'm sure there were so many other teams that were linked and called in. They just didn't want to pay the price. Yeah. And Bo was probably like, yeah, they're not in a rebuild. They're in a pretty decent spot. They just need, you know, some it's a goal support their way. Yeah. And, and yeah, Bob's your uncle. And now he's going to a team that theoretically could put up, you know, 200 point or 300 point lines. It just they just need to play that way. And, you know, Bo is a great player you know, back and forth. So if this is the best that you got for him, plus he's not even a guarantee right now to sign with the Islanders. Who's to say that with everything that happens, the Canucks totally just fucking blow everything up. You know, what if that he comes back and just coaches up a team and in four years, boom, Uh, obviously it's a long shot. It's never going to happen, but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what if the Islanders trade him to Seattle? And see that that is my only fear because <laughs> that obviously would suck ass. Seattle and the Islanders have like no bad blood or no sort of division rivals. Exactly. Not even conference. So yeah. It would be that would be the cherry on top for all Vancouver fans. And if I bet you if Seattle is that like team, they're probably like, okay. We're not conference here. What the fuck do you actually want for this guy? <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah. Like, do you want our first? We'll we'll give you the first. <laughs> yeah. Cause like Seattle's a wagon right now. So they I'm, are a wagon. Yeah. They're ninth out of 32, which is fucking yeah. unreal. Yeah, and sitting top of the Pacific. So shout out to them. Real quick shout out to Seattle. Maddie Beniers is lighting it up. Um Vince Dunn is playing out of his mind right now so respect to him as well but no um lots to go over with Bo Horvat but he was so beloved and I'm gonna miss the hell out of them and I okay. am going to be cheering um as a third party fan um for him for the rest of his career whether he's on Vancouver or not um because he is one that I was really happy to see do well and he does so much good that like aren't point related. Like he's so good in the faceoff dot. He's a good leader. He's good for the community, and he's just a good player with skill, power, strength, and speed. Who like every? I think Horvat's a coach's dream. He doesn't give. He doesn't complain who he plays with. He does everything right, and. Right now, he's been proving that he can put the puck in the net in different ways. So I think the Islanders are going to love him. Um, I understand Islanders fans being a bit frustrated because they don't want to overpay for someone having a career year with no extension signed after giving up a first a prospect and a roster player. But if it pays off and they go on deep playoff runs, then who knows if it's worth it? It depends what their expectations of what's what a trade's worth. Um, but no, good luck to Bo Horvat and uh thank you for your service, Cap. We appreciate it. But we're gonna Salute. move on. Um Chicago Blackhawks on ice legend, um, Bobby Hall uh dies at age 84. Um he had a career 604 goals, 549 assists. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1983. 
That same year, his number nine was retired by the Chicago Blackhawks. Look, Bobby Hall, complete legend on the ice. Um, funny stories about him blowtorching his hockey stick pregame and then putting it under a doorway and bending it so that he had one of the most disgusting curves of all time. Um, but he also wasn't necessarily a gem off the ice. Um, a few different allegations uh, gone towards him um, with some substance abuse, domestic violence allegations. He had a wild quote saying Hitler has done some good things or had some good ideas. Um, Sounds like Kanye right now. God damn. He's, he was yay before yay. um no yeah it's two different perspectives um he changed a lot for the game of hockey on the ice when he played um but i mean as gross as it sounds but it's like they don't put you in the hockey hall of fame for your off ice stuff it's like what you did on the ice and for the game of hockey and he did a lot so we gotta respect him for that but off the ice is like he didn't seem like he was the best person to be around he's kind of his family has kind of cut off communications with him because of how he treated them. But rest, um, rest easy, Bobby Hall. Um, yeah. But you have anything to add, Hade? No, not really. I didn't really know yeah. too much about him. No, fam. Uh, next topic Trevor Zegras. Now, this is a very interesting, very interesting discussion. Um, He's under fire as of right now. Um, Things have kind of died down a little bit because some facts have come up, but nothing is really conclusive. And a lot of people have are speculating over the conclusive. Um news and confirmations that have been tweeted out by beat reporters and insiders and things like that. But to describe the situation, Arizona and Anaheim got into a little bit of a kerfuffle in the corner. Uh, More specifically, Trevor Zegers and Troy Stetcher. And for people who don't know, um, Troy Stetcher's father uh, passed away from diabetes diabetes complications back in 2020 on Father's Day. And it was a very, obviously a very rough period for Troy Stetcher. He was his mentor, his coach, his hero, basically, and did so much for Stetcher's game. And he was a, basically deserved a statue um, among his teammates in Vancouver. He was so beloved. And so it was obviously very, very hard losing your father and stuff like that. But in an altercation, in that kerfuffle, as I said, Troy Z- Trevor Zegris, it looked to see that he made a very inappropriate comment towards Stetcher, and Stetcher got completely irate. Like, he was furious. And people were like, why would he get so upset over a simple chirp? Hockey players don't react that way to a simple, you suck at hockey, who are you? you're irrelevant kind of thing. They don't react that way to those kind of chirps. And he looked to point up to the sky and 
it seemed the rumor was that he made comments about his father. And what I heard is that, hey, your dad is watching over us right now or something like that. Something along those lines was reported. Now, if those comments are true, Zegers is fucked. He's an idiot. And he deserves to be the one of the most hated players in the league. People are already a fan of him because he's a cocky, little, arrogant poster boy. But he's he's influenced a lot of young players in the game. You can't deny his talent. But this would change a lot of people's opinions to directly just hating him because that is a disgusting act if those comments are true. But... Mm-hmm. There's no audio or anything to confirm what he said. So everything right now is up to speculation. And what we've heard is that it's all been denial. But what was your reaction to these reports about Zegers and Troy Stetcher and everything like that? Initial uh, thought, you, you got to be kidding me. Like, there's no way someone would ever say anything like that. That is so inhumane. Uh, I think... People are obviously just trying to make storylines, but you don't know until the truth comes out. Yeah. You don't know until, like, Zegris has said that he, he didn't say that, but we haven't heard anything else from Stetcher. So until you hear something from the, him, and I don't know if he will say anything because maybe let it brew up like that and maybe let the media hate on Zegris, even though Zegris has become a pretty big poster boy for the NHL as he was on the cover of NHL 23, I'm pretty sure. So it's obvious to see that, oh, he's well-liked, so let's try and hate him. But I do agree in a sense where no one really reacts like that unless they're easily triggerable or they make a fucked-up comment like that. And so that's where my kind of my headspace is at because no one knows. Uh, I'd like to think that no one would say anything like that, especially a young and upcoming, you know, potential superstar. So I'm going to hold off my high hopes and yeah. just say that, you know, hopefully this all gets figured out. But if it does come to a point where it's like, yeah, that was said by, by Zegris, and it's like, well, man, you are a dickhead. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, in the post post game media, Stetcher said that things weren't made about his father, and that he doesn't, but he doesn't want to talk about it. And hockey players usually don't necessarily put guys under fire right away, so maybe Stetcher was like holding back on what was actually said because he didn't want things to brew up. But also, I heard a bunch of I heard, I saw a video or something, and it said it very it looked like he was like you can say whatever you want about me, but just don't bring my family into this. So maybe like Zegers didn't say anything about his dad, but he brought up part of his family that Stetcher didn't like. Who knows? Like you said, we're playing mm. the if like the uh we're playing a game of speculation right now, and it's not really fair to Zegris or Stetcher. But yeah, it's one that if it is true, like, man, you can't be doing that. But no, you you can't. 
but we'll see we'll see if there's anything that comes up um in the future because i am on board with you i don't really like making full proclamations or opinions when until i get the 100 facts and if this is 100 facts then seekers still made inappropriate comments where no one should ever do that but at least it wasn't what was initially reported mm-hmm. um on to a bit lighter note we got basically lighter notes for the remaining uh remainder of the show uh john tavares hit a thousand nhl games he got two assists in his nhl game dude the fact that he's already hitting a thousand is insane to me absolutely it feels like he just came into the league like yesterday i know we <laughs> said i know we said that about like beauvillier and stuff like that but like time flies with this guy and maybe it's because i completely forgot he played for new york and maybe i'm just thinking about a stint with toronto but mm-hmm. he also just i don't know if he's just aged beautifully but he doesn't look like a guy who's already played a thousand games yeah, no, it's kind of crazy just to to see like a thousand games is like what fourteen seasons, something like that. Yeah, he got drafted in two thousand nine. Yeah, fourteen, fourteen years. Yeah, <laughs> like no, that that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. But yet somehow it is, and you don't even think that time flies. And then you got to think shortened seasons. So yeah. He's kind of been like an Iron Man. Yeah, it's like Ovi well. with his, it's like Ovi with his goals. It's like how close will would he have been if like he didn't have four shortened seasons, two lockouts, and two COVID seasons? Yeah, like that's crazy, man. He could have already broken it by now. Like Tavares could have hit a thousand two years ago if like it wasn't for those shortened seasons, right? It's crazy. But congratulations to John Tavares. He deserves it. He's been a catalyst in this league and Olympic. Um, forward for the 2014 Team Canada team. Unfortunately, I think that's when he blew out his Achilles or something like that, and he couldn't play in the tournament, which changed the narrative for NHLers in the Olympics. Thank you, John. <laughs> Dick. You ruined it for everyone. No, I'm playing. But Dickhead. Yeah. What an ass. But, no, yeah. Shout out John Tavares. Congratulations. E-bug alert. E-bug. Do you like the e-bugs, or should they try and figure out a different uh, way of getting a third goalie in there? I like the e-bugs. They're fun. All right. <laughs> uh, no, The no uh, backplate on the jerseys. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Just I, like a practice jersey almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they usually cook some up right before, but... Because I don't think it takes long to, like... They just grab, like, an unused number and just quickly... Tsh- yeah, stitch it. Yeah, stamp like the name. Four, put like four buttons on like the corners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Temporary Velcro jerseys. Yeah. That, yeah, that'd actually be pretty smart. Yeah, fuck. But um, Matt Berlin, a student of University of Alberta, comes in for the Oilers uh, against Chicago, and they were up seven three. So there was no reason for Campbell to stay in the game. Uh, Jeff Skinner got hurt uh, very shortly. Who who did I say? Jeff Skinner. Ah, Throwback. Calder. (laughs) Yeah. Stuart Skinner. 
uh, got hurt, I think in warmups or just shortly before um, uh, warmups took place. So they needed a third goalie right away, called him up. Berlin was studying for a psychology midterm, if I read correctly. Or, yeah, psychology, I believe. And as he should, dropped everything, got his equipment, and headed over to um, Rogers Center, I think, is where the oldest play. There's like three Rogers sponsors. Yeah, I think, I think it is Rogers Center, yeah. Yeah. Um, in Edmonton and suited up. And when the Oilers had a commanding 7-3 lead with two and a half minutes left, they were like, hey, kid, you're in. And he said in post-game media he thought they were fucking with him. He's like, I'm not going in. There's no way. But they said, no, in three minutes, you're up. And he's like, say less. Went in, made a save, and made a memory of a lifetime. Um, hey, what do you what, what do you think of this story? It's pretty cool to see. Oh, it's a, it's such a cool story. And now he's going to go back to U of A and he's gonna be like, yeah, you know, just played with McDavid on the ice, you know, yeah, <laughs> got Not to meet deal. the whole team. Like, oh, that'd be absolutely fucking unreal. Yeah. To be as just a last minute call up and just say, fuck you, school. I'm going to go play for a professional <laughs> sports team. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I'm not gonna. I was barely studying, anyways. <laughs> yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't need this. No. No, yeah, it's a it's a really cool thing to see. So congratulations to him. Uh, Hurricanes, they are absolutely rolling right now. Um, I think they are. I think they're still my Cup final pick. Um, I'm not worried about that at all. I just think they're being coached the right way. They handed Bruins their third straight loss for the first time this season. Uh, what do you make of the Hurricanes and just absolutely rolling right now? Dude, it's crazy. Like, they they are l- quite literally rolling over everyone. Yeah. And it's, it's not something I really saw coming, like, to be first in the metro right they're first yeah yeah no didn't see that i didn't have that on my um my nhl bingo card this year yeah no just like <laughs> aho's playing outstanding martin nakash like that game against san jose he tied it up with 12 seconds and then scored the ot winner yeah that was win. that was crazy and he continued to get snubbed from the all-star game i still think he should have fucking made it over panarin but mm-hmm. Svechnikov, fucking uh, Brent Burns is playing good. Even with Freddie Anderson going down, they got Kochnikov and Ranted stepping up to the plate and winning games for them. Like Carolina is just rolling right now, and they're being coached right, and they're just they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with come playoff time. So watch out for Raleigh. Um, yeah, I I really hate though how Slavin has just been day to day and out with like no updates for my fantasy team because he's quite literally been uh, a pretty good fucking pickup. Like, yeah, he's... for the three game for the four games I had him, he got me like uh, a goal and an assist, four shots on net or four blocks, uh, two assists, uh, and then a plus minus and a couple of blocks. Like he's 
he's just a solid player. <laughs> yeah, he is he is one of the more underrated defensemen in the league. And when they when you look up what a def, what a defenseman is, he should be winning the Norris goddamn trophy every single year. Um like I literally think they should build a trophy around him so that he can get the recognition he deserves because he's never going to win a Norris because he doesn't put enough points, but in terms of like defensive defenseman, he's he's as good as they come. And oh, he's, absolutely. He's up there for best in the league. So on top of that, like dynamic, well-built, deep team that Carolina has, this this could be their year. They just need goaltending. And right now they've been getting it. Mm-hmm. Tired. Um <laughs> yeah. we're gonna continue on. Um going back to the Canucks for a couple of points here. Ilya Mikheyev out for the season with ACL injury. Um, he went out for surgery. Apparently, this was this dated back to the injury he suffered in preseason. Uh, don't know why he was playing all year on one leg. Uh, but apparently, he should be back for camp. Um, so uh, recover soon, Ilya. Um, always tough way, tough injury to uh, get ACL surgery. Kind of sucks, but um. Now the news, Andre Kuzmenko sends a two-year, $11 million contract, five and a half AAV. Um, what was your initial reaction to this, Aid? Well, I know when I messaged you, I was like, holy fuck, like that's, that's a good deal, but probably should have flipped them uh, because we're not really in a place. But as reports are coming out now, uh, Alvin, I think, said... Uh, they value Kuzmenko, Pedersen, and Hughes as a core. Yeah. And that's a pretty good core. Like three, if those are top three of your five players. You're not mad yeah. with that. Uh, and especially if they can, you know, flip some more pieces um, now and get assets, future assets, all the power to you. But if, if you're signing Kuzmenko to a two-year extension for less than Brock Besser, I think that tells Canucks fans that, yeah, we're looking to move on from him. <laughs> Besser, that is, because there, there's no way that... In your head, you're like, how is Besser making more than Kuzmenko right now? I know it's Kuzmenko's first season, but there's something different with, with him. And, and I know we talked about this to and almost yeah. comparing them and now Kuzmenko gets a lesser contract but looks like he's a way better player yeah we're probably going to retain a lot of Besser but awesome for Kuzmenko in my opinion yeah no 100% Kuzmenko's just he's a game breaker um he has speed he has a really good shot and he has a really good attitude and works hard he's everything you want in a player um I think we should have flipped them but it's not like a seven-year commitment we signed him to. Two-year commitment. If it doesn't necessarily work out next year, it's not a hard contract to trade. Mm-hmm. And if we have to retain some salary, we're not doing it for a four-year period. We're, um, it's only like, it's going to be under two years by the time or by the time this kicks in and stuff. And yeah, I think it would have been a good asset management, but also. I think he would have been traded if he hadn't developed the chemistry he has with Patterson. But I think like if you want to keep Patterson, 
you might have to sacrifice and keep Kuzmenko too because mm-hmm. um, they're building and, up chemistry, like you said. Yeah, and it's not like we're talking about Kuzmenko being like such a fucking bad player. It's like, oh, we have to keep Kuzmenko. Like he's a really good player, and I think the contract we signed him to is correct for where we're at as a team. Mm-hmm. And if he blows it up in a second year of the deal, like he gets like ninety point pace. 30 35 goals at the deadline type of shit Mm -hmm. who knows maybe we ship him flip him then right yeah very possible keep getting picks and stuff like that until and prospects and everything like that because he'll be around 29 years old when this when his deal is up or yeah when he's in the last year of his deal so um the contract itself i think is a good signing um, it's not a long commitment. It's a good AAV for the type of player he is. But that I think the flip could have been nice. Who knows? Maybe they dangled him out in front, but no one was giving them any traction there. So they're like, we're just going to jump on this good deal now. Who knows? But uh, nonetheless, it's a decent deal. It's just like, I hope we ship out money on the wing because we have like $35 million on in wingers right now. And yeah, Garland not looking good. <laughs> Garland, Mikheyev, Besser, um, Kuzmenko, now Beauvillier. It's just like, how much money are we going to spend on wingers? It's uh, JT Miller. It's crazy. So, yeah, we got we got to figure that out because we have to put our priorities in the right uh, positions. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Flyers, Minnesota. It was basically like fucking royal rumble out there did you uh did you catch this no i didn't there's three fights in 15 seconds nice let's go (laughs) (laughs) and then there's a fourth and fifth one um after that too and it was absolutely insane uh zach McEwen, former canuck he fractured his jaw um in a fight and he will be out for five months so that's kind of a bit of a wah-wah. But it was absolutely insane. Every time the puck dropped, the mitts were off, and they were just fighting each other. It was crazy. So that's the kind of style uh, of hockey that puts the people in their seats. Or I guess gets them watching the games. It kind of gets them out of their seats because they like uh, cheering for it for so much. But no, it's uh, it, was, it, was, it was really entertaining. Um, Sasha Barkov. Is replacing Austin Matthews at the All Star game. I think it should have been Nylander. That's besides the point. Well, congrats to Barkov. Um, oh, we also forgot to say um, Horvat will represent Vancouver at the All Star game still. Yeah, that's so tough, man. Yeah. It's weird, but maybe Fuck. that was something the NHL ran by them first. Be like, hey, Horvat Islanders Canucks, does this is this still okay with you guys? And they're all like, yeah, sure. Um, don't know why um the Canucks couldn't maybe shake on this deal and after then, and or like, hey, um, do we agree to this trade? Yeah, sure, but let's do it after the All-Star game so that Horvat can still do this. I don't know if that's hypocritical hypocritical for the Bruce situation, but just like have it mutual agreement to have this trade go through. 
because I don't think either of them play until the All-Star break is over. Um, no, they don't, yeah. So I just don't see why they wouldn't have it go through. But Apparently, it's still weird. I had heard one thing where Horvat already had this trip planned. Um, without knowing he was going to, so like he was taking his family to Disney World in it, Florida. Yeah. So he was going to go there and then meet with the team back uh, for the Rangers game. And now it's just kind of like, yeah, well, maybe don't come back home. <laughs> or maybe don't meet us uh, in New York. Maybe meet a different team in New York. Yeah. So but, it's, I bet you, like, while he's taking that trip, he's probably, like, called movers. Like, hey, yeah, I need everything moved. <laughs> it just sucks because it's, like, a weekend where, like, he should be enjoying himself. But now he's trying to figure out, like, logistics. Yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty emotional time with him and Pedersen. Yeah. Kind of sucks. But uh, Dougie Hamilton is playing out of his mind right now. Um, It sucks because... The Metro is full of players who deserve all-star um, appearances. Jack Hughes is probably the one I would send to the all-star game from New Jersey. It just sucks that Dougie Hamilton is having an outstanding year as well. Um, Adam Fox was the defenseman voted in over him. I wouldn't have been mad if it was Dougie Hamilton. This guy is playing so good this year. 13 goals, 33 assists for 46 points, almost point per game on a team that's like top five in the league. So it like he just continues to show up when he's healthy and he is such a good player for this team. He's continuously putting the puck in the back of the net while playing well defensively. Um, So Jack Hughes, Devils, Brat, Palat. Like, they're all playing great this year. Oh, yeah. And um, last point is the one that everyone's tanking for, Bedard. This guy is hilarious. 31 points in nine games. Uh, Six hat-tricks on the season. And he has 42 goals and 85 points over a 33-game point streak. <laughs> uh, that's... That's pretty good, I'd say. Hot take, Bedard is good. <laughs> that is out as not real. Yeah, that's absolutely outlandish. 33, 85 points in 33 games and 31 points in nine games. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Psycho. <laughs> that is crazy. But Oh, my God. Yeah, that's all we got for hockey this week. Um, it is the All-Star game, and I might tune into it. It's been pretty boring the past few weeks, but I think I'm going to watch it for Horvat and Pedersen's sake um, to see what they do. But I wish they kind of went back to the draft style. Uh, yeah, that would have been fun. I like the drafting of it. I think that's like what the NBA does, right? They get two captains and then draft. I think they should do the same thing there. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, I agree. That would have been fun. Yeah. But um hey, you got say you got some football with us. You got some games to go over, some controversies to cover. How about you kick us off here with some boom fo- football talk? Boom diggity. Uh first 
I'll go over some quick news just because uh, a lot of shit has gone down um, in just a short period of time. Uh, so some new coaches, uh, the Panthers hire Frank Reich. Um, I think it's funny because his name's Reich and he's Frankless Reich, the uh, Frankless Franklin Reich the third. So, uh, last time a third Reich was hailed, uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, the, the, uh, the Pro Bowl also got just so much shittier. Uh, Joe Burrow just is deciding not to attend. So Derek Carter is taking his place. Bro. Josh Allen is also deciding not to attend. And Tyler Huntley is taking his place. You heard correctly. Tyler Huntley. Bro, the quarterbacks that are representing the <laughs> AFC is laugh out loud funny. Quarterbacks representing the AFC. Quarterbacks starting in the AFC. It's like the meme where it's like up here starting. Pro Bowl, so far down, it's not even funny. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Huntley, and Derek Carr are the quarterbacks Jesus of the AFC. Fucking Christ. The Pro Bowl is a joke now. Absolute joke. Uh, I will not be tuning into any of this. Maybe the flag football just to see, but it, it's going to be tough just to even want to look at like the YouTube highlights of this shit. Like, it's awful. Um, the Texans hire 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans as their new head coach. Uh, this is fucking awesome because in like two years time, he's going to get fired. And then people are just going to say that it was all a all a ship for uh, him being black. Uh, I, I hate this conversation. I'm sorry, but like. People aren't just put in as a head coach to just do shit. Yeah. Like Lovey Smith was given a terrible team. You could have put any coach in there and they would have done terribly. Yeah. And they probably would have been fired. Look at look at Nathaniel Hackett and fucking Adam Gase. I don't know how Adam Gase had more of a job for more than a year, but he did. Well, he got them to the, the playoffs, but that's anyways. But like, I like the hire of D'Amico Ryans. It's just if he under, if the Texans do shitty next year and people start saying it's because he was put in no position. It's like no coach is put in a position with that team. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I hope to dear God that he at least does not come last in the AFC South. Yeah, I just hope like at least, you know, when the Detroit Lions had a season, the I think the first year of Campbell, he brought energy, but they still had like two wins on the year. Yeah, I, if it's something like that, and he gives them reason to be like trust the process, that's all you have to do. It's just like for a shit team like Houston, you just have to give them reason to maybe believe in you. Yeah, where it's like. Maybe they didn't see with the other ones, but if you just bring this energy to maybe give a spark to your team, I think um, a defensive coordinator for the 49ers can maybe do the. Do oh, the obviously. And you look at Robert Sala, too. Like, yeah. he's completely turned around the Jets. Exactly. 
And I mean, they didn't make playoffs, but neither did Detroit. But it took them two years to figure it out for both of them. So, yeah. and I mean, who, what organization are you really going to trust other than the the Texans? No, no one else. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then the big hire after the Broncos didn't want to do anything, and then D'Amico Ryan's was hired by the Texans. The Broncos agreed to trade uh, for New Orleans Saints. Uh, retired head coach Sean Payton and it kind of with the quite similar situation with the Canucks are in people are I, I'm all over Saints Twitter and Saints Reddit and they're just freaking out because they're like oh we got like a like a late first and it's like we didn't have a first <laughs> but now we do <laughs> and then we also got an early second rounder and our second rounder so that's three picks in the top 64 yeah that's pretty fucking good. So <laughs> that's like when we traded a uh, Gronk for like a fourth round pick. People were like, "Only a fourth? It's like, dude, it was either he retires or plays for someone else. <laughs> yeah, like so it's like we he got was a free pretty pick. much retired. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you guys got the fact that you got first round picks plus for a coach that wasn't coming back to your team. Pretty remarkable. Is you take those? Be that's oh the yeah. Thing I've been saying lately. We take those. No, we absolutely that, take those. So, and this, and that was the minimum requirement when we were talking the other day. And I was yeah. like, it's going to be a first and a second. And obviously, two firsts would be ideal. But I mean, it's also future assets that haven't been yet pronounced. So I bet you anything, if the Broncos make it deep into the playoffs, it's probably another first because it's probably not going to matter. Um, or it'll be like a second for the next year. And yeah. all we had to give up was a third in 2024. Uh, and our third round selections have not been good. So, yeah, I'll take it. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you take those. 100%. We absolutely take those. And seeing as, you know, this draft is kind of deep. Um, and obviously cap numbers have come out. Yeah, New Orleans is $57 million over the cap. But I just read an article that says we can get under the cap with six moves, and then we can also gain $30 million in cap space with two moves. So <laughs> the cap space doesn't exist in the NFL. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. Like, so we're yeah. gonna... Oh, I'm going to turn my last year into a signing bonus. They'll save us $30 million. Okay. Pretty much. So <laughs> it's like... Effect. And the loopholes in the NFL are insane. That's exactly what what's happening with the Michael Thomas situation. Like this is ridiculous. This is a pretty clear indication that Michael Thomas is leaving. Uh, I also haven't brought this up, but the Saints have basically said to Thomas, "If you play four games next year, you're getting paid sixty million dollars by us." So that's not happening for a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's very clear and obvious that he will be cut and the dead cap for him is like 12 million dollars this year, which is not bad. But then we save like another 20. Yeah. <laughs> so for someone who's played like 30 seconds with you guys for the past like three four years. years. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously I, that, guy really, like that guy really that guy really said that guy really caught 180 passes and dipped. Yeah, literally broke <laughs> broke a record. Or he he got his money, broke a record, and then 
injury and then he realized like oh it's drew's last season and the doctors are pushing him and now it's just fucked his life um but he'll always he'll be cemented as like the best possession receiver because he dropped one pass i think that year yeah that was caught catchable so yeah that's hats off to new orleans for being so great medically look at their basketball team same the same doctors dude like it's awful really awful no wonder zion could never get fully healed yeah <laughs> a joke but not a basketball podcast but yeah so that's a lot of like new coaching uh hires oh wait yeah i i forgot um Patriots finally realize uh, their mistake and they hire an actual offensive coordinator, Billy O'Brien. Billy B. Um, Matt Jones whisperer, question mark, question mark. Well, so I, um, everyone only remembers Bill O'Brien as the failed GM. And failed GM who traded DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> for David Johnson. David Johnson. <laughs> Yes. DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth for like David Johnson and like a third and a fourth or some shit. It was wildly terrible trade. But Bill O'Brien as a coach himself, he he basically like he helped develop Deshaun Watson to what he is today. Yes, as a football player, not a human. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you for that caveat. Yes, has to be noted. <laughs> It was both concerns. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Mac Joe's a therapist. Yeah. Not a massage therapist. Yeah. Just a therapist. Buyer beware. <laughs> um, no, but Bill O'Brien helped develop Deshaun Watson into the football player he is, which is a great football player. You can't deny the fact. Um, he was great on Houston. Um, and he helped them take him to the playoffs, and they were like a really good offense there. Um and so I think, like, if he only has, like, coordinator duties and, like, quarterbacks coach, I really think that he can help this team a lot. Um, again, I'm not, like, expecting him to reinvent the fucking wheel. It's just anything but a defensive coordinator at as our offensive coordinator I'm happy with. Um, from I don't watch college ball often. And from what I've heard, he didn't help Alabama a ton this year. Like, people are like, as an Alabama fan, thank you for taking him off our hands. So it doesn't really sound great, but I guess co- I, college ball is much different than the NFL. We've seen college, so different. We've seen college coaches not work at the NFL level. We've seen NFL coaches not work at the college level. Like, you have your niche. You know what you're used to coaching. Like, Nick Saban, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, Sucked as an NFL head his, coach. His best record was a game under 500 or something like that for Miami, or like it was like nine and seven or some shit. It was like a very average season in the NFL, but he's one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, if not the greatest college football coach of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. So Bill O'Brien, I think, as an offensive coordinator itself, and he doesn't have the duties of being a GM and a coach and shit like that. I think just being the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach, he can really help. Mac Jones, like, get an understanding and, like, develop better as a... Because Mac Jones has been fucked over so far, in my opinion. It just really hasn't been able to get off on the right foot. What does he have? Two years of McDaniels and one one year of Patricia or something like that? Like, he hasn't... Judge, yeah. He hasn't really gotten much, right? So, um, I hope that, like, we can... He can find a groove with O'Brien 
and stick to it. And hopefully it all turns out positive. We'll see. I'm just happy we actually have an offensive mind running yeah. our offense. It I only agree. makes sense. It only makes sense. But um, another what one. Was I the will... second piece that you wanted to say? Kellen Moore um, is dipping, oh. dipping the Cowboys. Uh, and rumors are, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but he's probably going to be the Chargers OC, which is, if I'm Herbert, I have a hard on right now. Um, Kellen Moore has been great for Dallas. He's basically coordinated them to two top five on two top five offenses in his four years there. Um, if I'm Dallas, I'm kind of pissed off about it because he really catapulted Dak into becoming the gunslinger he is and really helped elevate that offense. I think Herbert is a much better quarterback than Dak. And Mm -hmm. I think if the Chargers in this draft can get some speed at the receiver position, then the Chargers offense can take a massive leap than it did this year. Um, Joe Lombardi wasn't it, but I think Kellen Moore is the real deal to have as an offensive coordinator. Um, So I, I like this move for the Chargers. Um, I think it's a no risk, high reward for this. Kellamore hasn't shown that he can't succeed at this position, but he's shown that he can. So if it doesn't work out, then I think it's more than Kellamore. Um, but I, I'm really happy if I'm a Chargers fan. If I'm like yeah, one, it's, one of the five Chargers fans out there. Yeah, seriously. Fuck. I mean, it's going to be a lot different um, because you're switching two different types of quarterback playing I almost feel like they, they they play very similar, but uh, there's a difference when you look at Herbert versus when you look at Dak. Uh, so I but also what really difference, like what differences are you exactly saying? Differences in being ball security, arm power, um, just a lot more field awareness. If we're talking yeah. like basically sticks and stones of football here, even though we're not, but. I also feel like the Chargers offense is a is a little bit they're not as young obviously. No, yeah, exactly. They need to get younger through the draft and shit. They do, yeah, and they definitely need someone to carry the load off from Eckler. Like I know he's great, but he's not going to stay that way forever. You can only give him uh, so many touches, right? Exactly. And like Mike Williams, man, like guy breaks his ankle like every other year. So or breaks his back and then Keenan Allen, right? Like he's not fast anymore. He's, he's just, he'll break you on a couple of routes and he'll go up for the occasional, you know, high point in the end zone. But I mean, they need to figure out a way to utilize Donald Parham. Who's a young bright spot, tight end. They need to get, you know, younger, like you said, in the draft, but I mean, Palmer is harder. Yeah, Carter's old. I think he's like seven years into his NFL career. But Palmer definitely seems to be, you know, a rising star. Yeah. So they need another, like he said, speedy possession guy, I'd say, for them. Because, man, oh, man, if they can't, then they might just have to trade Herbert and start over because this is going to be tough. 
And if another bad year is in the works for uh, the Chargers, see you later, Brandon Staley. They should have traded for Calvin Ridley. They should have. That would have been a great piece for them. But we'll see what happens in the offseason as there is a lot of free agents uh, this year. I think it's like one of the most, like, biggest pool of free agents that the NFL's had in quite some time. Yeah, try and, like, don't go possession just because you have possession in Keenan if you can stay healthy because you showed when he was healthy that he was still being able to get catches and stuff. But you Mm -hmm. need speed and, like, good receiver, like a good speed receiver, not just a deep threat, but someone who can actually, like, catch the ball and run after um, get yards after catch and stuff like that. And yeah. so like, even if you try and maybe like, I know cooks is old, but if you sign cooks, he's a good deep threat that can like, at least like stretch the field and open space up for players like Keenan Allen. I know he's old, but like he's someone who can get up the field quicker than any other receiver you have on your team. So it's even like mm-hmm. if you can get it for cheap, um, or just like something else, but they'd yeah. have to trade. They'd have to trade for him because he is signed with Houston. So, oh, I thought he was. A but Houston guy. actually might. No, I thought Houston he was a might cut him though. I thought he was a free agent. No, not yet. He signed a contract last year, two two years, oh. twenty something million. Gotcha. I thought that was a year before. No, but that's it for NFL news. Uh, obviously, it's going to get a lot slower with the NFL, uh, which is to be expected. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna have to make the last two weeks here a little bit more enjoyable. Hopefully, news pops up. But uh, as of right now, I honestly uh, think be... I honestly think with the NFL, like it's shifting to like there's really no off season because there's always kind of stuff to talk about. But it's very little. Yeah. Like I-, I presume you know there'd be like a handful of things, and I don't want to reach for things. Yeah. So uh, I think as the next two weeks kind of tones down. It'll be the last, uh, this will be like the last really big review up until draft day. And hopefully by then, um, can have a little something going. Yeah, the, the next uh, two shows, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. Of course. Um, won't talk about it this week, but uh, next two episodes after this one. Um, we'll have Super Bowl talk in there and then yes. preview and then a review. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of all she wrote. But with that being said, let's review, uh, what these happened? last two games. For sure, for sure. Uh, with both, we'll just talk about the games and strictly how they were. Mm-hmm. And then if we want to get into a little preemptive roughing after, uh, we can definitely do that because holy fuck, uh, I saw a very relatable meme as a Saints fan today, <laughs> and I honestly wanted to repost it. So maybe I will. Maybe I will because I'm that dead inside. Um. Anyways, NFC Championship game. Eagles defeat the 49ers and have the easiest path to a Super Bowl I've ever seen in my life. Um. They crushed the Giants, and then unfortunately, uh, Cinderella story, Brock Purdy, third string quarterback, uh, seems to have torn his UCL. He now needs surgery, uh, and he 
he won't be back for OTAs. He might miss preseason, and this basically puts a whole big fucking what if question mark on Brock Purdy because obviously the last couple shows I've been pretty high on him, uh, but now it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like Garoppolo uh, was smiling as they were losing. Uh, looks like he's officially done. Um, it could like San Francisco could try and trade for Tom or not try and trade for Tom Brady, but try and sign Tom Brady. Uh, with that's a route, but sticking with the game, uh, the Eagles just once Brock Purdy went down, you're like, this game's over. Yeah. Like Josh, Josh Johnson, 15, uh, 15th team, not happening, bud. That was uh, I thought it was like thirteenth team in fifteen years or some 15th shit. Fifteenth team. Yes. <laughs> like it's not happening. There's a Suitcase. reason why he's not stuck to a roster. Uh, there's a reason why he was a fourth string quarterback, and that really just shows this whole year for the Niners have been so up and down. Did they deserve to be there? Yeah. Was it lucky? Yeah. Um, but. Like they just, if they're going to go all in, they need to go all in. And I feel like that's why maybe you let Purdy sit behind Brady, uh, try and trade Lance, fucking cut ties with Garoppolo, like really push your chips all in because you have a team to win right now. Um, And the Eagles, the Eagles, they're winning right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not really much else to say. Like, they manhandled I, the number one defense. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is like people always say it's like they haven't played anyone offensively threatening. And then I'm like, yeah, I get that. But they also put up 31 on the number one scoring defense. That's something you got to pay respects to. And a lot of a few of my friends were like, yeah, I guess that's fair. I'm like, any <laughs> that's more than fair. Yeah, anyone puts up 31 on anyone, they deserve respect. And especially San Francisco's defense. Everyone was like, this oh. one's gonna be a dog fight. But the Eagles, Jalen Hurts didn't have the best stats in the air, but it showed like how dangerous he is because when he is connected in the air, there's a good chance that that Eagles offense is dialed. And yeah. the fact that they still put up 31 is insane. Uh has that Eagles, Hassan Reddick. That Eagles D-line and Hassan Reddick more specifically yeah. was, I don't know what they took before that game, but they were They were all over the quarterbacks. Out. And I feel so bad for Brock Purdy because people were going at him on Twitter and being like, dude, it's a do or die game. How do you not play? Bro. It's like he literally couldn't throw it's a it's the main <laughs> ligament that helps you th give throwing power in your arm it was yeah. torn he couldn't he could barely throw a screen pass to McCaffrey how can like you he, throw with a torn UCL had, he would have had better luck going in there and throwing with his left fucking yeah. hand like dude no. like it was it was wraps and like as a 49er like how do you game plan for using all four quarterbacks like for a whole year. Because yeah. Josh it's, Johnson got hurt ridiculous. too. It was like McCaffrey literally had to throw a pass. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you can't plan for that. And it's 
No. Obviously now, like they're going to because they're like, well, fuck, we weren't expecting to be in that spot, but I guess we have to now because we've been in it. But yeah. no, like Eagles deserve that win one thousand percent. Yeah, it was a much more of a blow than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but like, I mean, that run by McCaffrey when I saw that, I was like, Jesus. Oh, and I have to just cream myself too because it like the last hit that McCaffrey put on was on Gardner Johnson. So I was like, fucking rights. McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> also, that did help me win a $73 bet uh with McCaffrey scoring, as well as Travis Kelsey. But love it. Yeah, yeah no, that it it was an absolute manhandling. Yeah. Also, I just want to say the offensive mind of Kyle Shanahan. Um how the fuck do you not account for Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick? Like every time they did a play action pass, Graham and Reddick were right there to meet any of the quarterbacks or any of the running backs. And it's like, do you not have someone come over and like block him? Like even just throw Kittle and like get him out there, chip him, do something. But they were like staring at him face to face. With no one in between them. And that is what's really upsetting because it shows that the Eagles adapted right on the fly, right on the fly, yeah, everywhere. And yeah, that's did. what's so scary about the Eagles defense. And I don't want to give props to myself, but I did say that the no. Eagles defense was going to be scary. <laughs> no, yeah, they're. I did say that the Eagles, uh, we're going to be good. Don't waste your time because <laughs> I'm cutting this out of the audio. But no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting this up. No, it, yeah, it's their defense is just their whole team, top to bottom, is fucked. great team. And yeah. they're the, the line um, opened up with the Eagles favored in the Super Bowl right now. And I don't really think that's a hot take against any team. It's not hot putting them as the favorite just because they're the best built team in the league right now. And you can argue with that. They're built for a run. They went out and made the right trades. They went all Mm -hmm. in and they drafted well. Like Jordan Davis, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham and Dominican Sue, Fletcher Cox. Yeah, made some. Uh, they they <laughs> made is, amazing signings. That they is made insane. amazing plays, dude. Yeah, that's just their D line too. Yeah, <laughs> when you have God. four people on that D line putting up ten plus sacks in a year and Reddick seventy sacks, sixteen. Yeah, no, like, it, it's absolutely fuck. insane. That's crazy. It's, it's it's just what are you gonna do? You you can't do anything. Yeah. So um, good luck. Fucking congratulations to the Eagles. Absolutely. So Fuck. with that being said, uh the Eagles now uh will host this next team. Um the Chiefs versus the Bengals. Wow, if we're just looking at this game as a game, it was a game that was played. <laughs> <laughs> no, it Hot was take. <laughs> this was the dogfight I was kind of expecting. I did expect it to go a little bit more high scoring, but it really cooled down in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, like I predicted as well. But it on no, it was pretty just. 
it was is pretty this, cool. Is this what this podcast is? Is you're just pumping your own tires? I, I pretty much. You know. <laughs> no, it, people it was, are gonna grow to hate you, man. <laughs> hey, you know that's fine. That means we we'll get clicks. <laughs> no, I. Uh, it 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 was pretty monotone the whole way. Uh, a lot of miscues from Joe Burrow. A lot of miscues from Patrick Mahomes. But when they started finally clicking on drives. Man, did they did they both look dominant as fuck? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did. And it proves to you that maybe this is the like marquee matchup, you know, maybe not Mahomes and Allen, but maybe when Mahomes loses a year or Burrow loses a year, Allen will come in because unless Allen can clean it up, uh, the rankings right now for top quarterbacks are Mahomes, Burrow, Allen and I feel like that's going to be um, something that I need implemented into my head because I know how good Allen is but Joe Burrow is playing like he's won two Super Bowls already mm-hmm. you know what I mean and this matchup the Bengals versus the Chiefs are going to be the next Brady and Manning it's a newfound rivalry man and like I'm getting my popcorn ready I'm so excited for it like Joe Burrow is becoming it's he's everyone's favorite. He's getting girls into football because everyone is figuring him out. Yeah. And he's just the coolest bastard on earth. Um he's probably Absolutely. how many girls do you think is like Joe Burrow's my hall pass? Probably an infinite amount. Um, Dude, he just has so much swagger to yeah, him as well. He's got the world by the balls right now. And it's just so unfair for someone to have the full package, and that's Joe Burrow. But I like he... second greatest number nine uh, to play football. Tony Romo first, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> Growing up is realizing that Kirk Cousins has better stats than Tony Romo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can't can't predict a play like Kirk, uh, Tony though. Can't oh my god, dude! Holy fuck! Yeah, he, Tony Romo is becoming really cringe. Yeah, he was also sucking off Patty Mahomes that entire game. But, I saw one where it was like, if Mahomes took a shit on the field, Romo would be like, "No one poops like Mahomes." <laughs> That's facts, man. That's facts. No one else could do this on a sprained ankle. <laughs> You see why they call Josh Allen an alien, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Joe Burrow, like, um, I mentioned uh that like he's very safe with the ball, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but man, there is a there's some questionable throws, like that first interception he threw, like mm-hmm. I don't know if he just didn't see Ward there, whatever, but like um like it just was not the right play. I think it was a just his brain wasn't clicking there. It was a terrible interception. Just lobbed it up right to him. I don't even know what he was trying to do there. But he also made that clutch third and 16 conversion late in the fourth to Hayden Hurst there for the first down. Like, that was massive. And over a, a bullshit, punted. bullshit intentional grounding, in my opinion. Um, no, I think that was the right call. It didn't make the line of scrimmage. There wasn't anyone in the area, and he wasn't. Dude, out there of the, a, he wasn't out of the tackle box. There was a halfback right on the other side of the line of scrimmage. <laughs> okay, well then he wasn't out of the tackle box. Didn't make the line of scrimmage. It was the right call, but it did take a fucking long time to get that in. 
I even said it right then and there. Like I was like, that's intentional grounding. And then nothing happened. Oh no, I've seen And then they did throw a flag and I was like, okay. I, I've seen shit like that happen all the time and that's never called intentional grounding. So I'm like, why now? I mean, like, there was also a lot more sus calls in yeah. this game. Uh, but continue. Yeah, but um like it doesn't really matter for receivers in the area and it doesn't make the line of scrimmage because it by rule. Yeah, but like I see it all the fucking time, so I think it's ridiculous the inconsistency. But that's that's just the thing, right? Every fucking ref is inconsistent with their calls. And uh, I'm so pissed because I've seen this in the biggest games of like the biggest times. And it's just it ruins a game as a fan. It absolutely ruins a game and puts a bad taste in your mouth as an NFL fan. When you see refs totally favoring a different team, whether it be by choice or whether it be by random stroke of luck that they don't call anything else. But when there's very, very key plays, and I know there's holding on every play, but it's like, what's the worst hold that you can have out of the 10? Holy fuck, did they miss every hold on that Mahomes run? Holy like shit. Four. Yeah, I called it live on like too. the same player. Like, how do you not call a hold on the guy uh, who had Hendrickson or when Mahomes ran outside and the guy held Hubbard? How do you not call that? How do you not call the Joe Mixon uh, should have been late hit out of bounds? Yeah. How do you not call the uh, roughing the quarterback when Frank Clark fucking just after Joe Burrow had thrown it a clear two seconds? Frank Clark runs in and pushes Burrow. Like, how how are you not calling that? But then you'll call everything for Mahomes. You'll give Mahomes the fucking daddy treatment because they want a new uh, dynasty in the in the NFL. When it's like, come on, man! I know there has to be so many people in on it being rigged, but. Jesus Christ, you cannot tell me that NFL refs don't fix games just to get a narrative across. Because now when you look at it, you got Andy Reid playing his old team. You got the Kelsey brothers, the first time that's ever happened. And then what is Arizona's football field name? State Farm Field? Who the fuck is the biggest speaker of State Farm right now? What do you know? It's Patrick Mahomes. Like there's so uh, the fact that these narratives all line up are what get me so riled up and so, so much thing that the NFL is rigged and that they absolutely do this, but it's like, it could all be coincidences, but when enough coincidences happen like this, it starts count me as the, uh, the meme from the Incredibles coincidence. I think not. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's definitely some, like, questionable shit. And look, the Bengals, there's a lot more that contributed to Casey's win than just the refing. Cincinnati's O-line was terrible that game, and they were giving, bro, no time to make rational decisions. And I think a lot of turnovers and punts were because of Burrow not having enough time to throw i I think that jamar chase fourth down conversion was ballsy as hell but 
so clutch. Like, who am I going to throw it to in double coverage on fourth down? My boy Jamar Chase from the U. Like, so massive, such a huge grab. But, like, on Matt, that final two drives, they need to get up the field quick. And you are you aren't doubling Chris Jones? Yeah. What's your are you dumb? Yeah. No, and the, I was texting Donnie too at the same time, and and you and Duncan, and same three conversations when Chris Jones gets in there and wreaks havoc on Burrow on third down. How are you not doubling him? I know your backups, but Joe. How are you not saying, let's switch protection? I don't care if Jones does a stunt and somebody else comes inside. I do not want Chris Jones fucking my ass, okay? <laughs> Literally just throw, come in with an extra tight end. I don't care how good he is at blocking. Try and slow him down. Anything. Like, if you could buy Burrow an extra half a second, that is massive. It was shown in the Super Bowl. If he had mm-hmm. half a second more, Jamar Chase was wide open past Ramsey and it would have been a touchdown. It's yeah. proven that an extra half second is massive. And if you can just disrupt Jones for half a second to a second, this that game so could be time. completely different. But mm-hmm. your fucking old line couldn't, couldn't buy him any time. You no. got sacked, I swear, like 200 times that game. It was absurd. Yeah, He wasn't given any chance to move down the field. And if he was, then he was scrambling to make a throw and luckily converting on him. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, after that Hayden Hurst conversion, I was like, that's what they needed. That was massive. And I thought that's what it was going to be as well. Yeah, but But then the next three plays, sack, sack, sack. Like, holy shit, guys, figure it out. Yeah, no, and then obviously they punt. A uh, huge return from Sky Moore. Uh, Two block in the backs block on that. in the back. Two yeah. block in the backs on that fucking play. Yeah, absolute bullshit. Jesus Christ, man! I've seen like those were two like blatant block in the backs on that one run back. I've seen mm-hmm. some way less like back Called shoulder four. back back shoulder uh, blocks or, like shoulder blocks in the shoulder like back yeah, here just something shoving like that. him out of the way almost. Like blocks in the shoulder where it's not a block in the back, and like those were called, whereas those were literally right in the numbers. Yeah, Absurd, no, obviously, Absurd. and then on the Mahomes run, uh, obviously, I mean, you'd say you got a feel for a guy, uh, doing or literally pushing someone out of bounds, but man, this is the biggest moment in your life. How how in your head are you like he's out of bounds? Let me push him. Stupid I don't care player. if I don't care if your legs got tangled up. It looked like you pushed him. It looked like you had intent to even be near him. But you gotta realize your field awareness as well. And it's tough that he goes down and literally hyperextends his fucking knee. Uh Ozai, I think his last name is, or something like that. Jeremiah Ozai. But it's like, man. Come on, if you don't do that, maybe they Mary Bucker with how shaky he's been, and you know, like that 45 yarder barely went in. Yeah, another 15 yards on that. Bucker's not making shit. Like Mahomes has to make another play before Bucker has to kick, and they had eight seconds left. Exactly. And even with that, no timeouts. Like 
who knows how it's going to play. I don't know. But in that situation, you're like, well, I'm doubling Kelsey. I'm doubling Juju, you know, because MVS and whoever were not there. And it's like, just don't, don't be fucking stupid. And another stupid play, like gets fucking Kansas city past another round, which credit to Kansas city. They're, they're, they're playing good, but God damn, are they getting help? Yeah. So, yeah, but that was the that was the rant. Obviously, Philadelphia is playing Kansas City. Uh, and by God, I want Kansas City to win because holy fuck, Eagles fans are so annoying. It's not even funny. My mom's like, um, I don't think I'll be watching the Super Bowl because I don't like either team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like I'm like, that's it's, fair. <laughs> it's going to be a great Super Bowl. Like, I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, I just like I said, I just hope Kansas City wins. You know, yeah. Mahomes Mahomes definitely deserves to have two by now, uh, in my opinion. And I just don't want to see the Eagles win. <laughs> um it would also one thing with the Eagles though, like it'd be cool to see um Jalen Hurts uh after all like the shit he's been getting. Um and narratives about his game. Uh if he can kind of shut up the people by like having a Super Bowl ring. Because I mm-hmm. like Jalen Hurts as a player. And I think if he can play good and like win a Super Bowl, I think it'd be cool to kind of see him like silence the haters and stuff. I think that would yeah. be really cool. Um and I mean Jason Kelsey is so funny. He's one of my favorite players in the league recently. Uh, did you see that touchdown celebration with Miles Sanders when he was trying to do like that was hilarious. Yeah, but, no, that was pretty good. But I honestly don't know what dog I have in this fight. But um, that preview will be coming next week on um Wednesday evening, not Wednesday morning because we're re- uh, recording that podcast uh Wednesday afternoon. But um, no, I'm super. I'm. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. It's gonna be good. Eagles are two and a half points, two and a half point favorites, as I think is fair. Um, it'll probably get closer to a pick'em because people will probably it'll probably be like that Bengals situation, like oh, Bengals are underdogs, and I think they're gonna win anyway. I'll take the points. Where people are like, oh, KC with points. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hammer that. Yeah, I'll take it. And that was what it was against Cincinnati this week. You know. KC with points. Yeah, exactly. So, so no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, should be good. Should be good. We love that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man. Oh, man. All right. Are we, uh, are we doing a game of the week, Hade? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have a game. <laughs> I'm like, I was game like of the week. It's uh, one fucking game. No, I was like, <laughs> uh, you did prep something, right? I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, okay. of course, of course. It's right. it's very timely and very considerable. Uh, obviously, with the Super Bowl, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be easy. We're gonna see, uh, exactly who. If we do a graphic for it, um, we're gonna see what squad people would take, uh, better. All right, because it's gonna it's it's basically you and I choose between uh the two final teams of who we would put 
on our team. You know what I mean? So like if you pick first, you'll go like whatever position. Like oh, so quarterback. We're, we're drafting between the two teams. Exactly. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's very, gotcha. very simple. Fair what enough. Uh offense and picking a defense kind of thing. Uh or yeah, we're gonna offense. we're gonna do defense as well, but we're gonna do defense as positional group. So okay, like so safeties, I... corners, linebackers, defensive line. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And I'll write it, I'll write it down. You got them all? Yeah, yeah, I'll write it down. Okay. Let me just let me just get the the Google Google spaces open. All right. And uh how many positions and stuff like that of each? Um we'll go one running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, offensive line, uh one safety or safety group, corner, linebacker, defense, quarterback. Okay. You know what? Just throw it in there. Special teams. All right. It could come down to it. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Who is starting? Uh, sure. Uh, what, what's your pick? You know, we'll go wide receiver group. How about that? That's a good one. Oh. <laughs> heads or tails? Tails. Hysteria heads or tails? It's heads. Fuck it failed me. <laughs> um all right, so I'll I'll take the first pick. Yeah, um and so it's just wide receiver group, not wide receiver specifically. Yeah, wide receiver group. Okay. And then just one running back, not running back group. Or is it just group? I guess if we're drafting? doing that, might as well do group. Right? I think we should either do groups or individuals on offense, one or the other. And then on defense, I think it's good to stick with groups. Okay, then you know what? Yeah, we'll go two wide receivers uh, and then two running backs. And uh, are we picking group or individual? Individual. Uh, okay, for offense and then defense is yeah. just groups? Yeah. Okay. Um, First pick off the board, I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that was that was so obvious. Chalk. <laughs> very, very, very chalk. But you know what? You gotta respect it because uh he is the best quarterback in the game. Yeah. And I don't think like no matter how many times you're like, oh like this they, they could be better. Yeah. No. No, not at all. All right. Well, I know who my quarterback's gonna be, so I'm gonna try and get uh another best at their position uh and we'll go you me you me you me yeah me yeah yeah okay uh i'm gonna go with the fuck this is actually like i'm i'm gonna go travis kelsey okay Uh, i i think travis kelsey versus dallas goddard is like three tiers above I'm I'm in a pickle right now. I know <laughs> I know which way I want to lean. Yep. Oh, 
I'm I'm between two right now. That's uh, how I felt, man. Fuck. Okay, do you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna give Mahomes a weapon. I'm gonna give him AJ Brown. Yeah, uh, I knew you were gonna go AJ fucking Brown. Ah, uh, that's who that's who my next pick was. If I if I couldn't get uh yeah, or if you chose somebody else. Okay. So then I guess with me, again, since I still know who my quarterback is, so I'm going to take quarterback last because I feel like that's the the key here. That's fair. Um, I feel like... Man, oh man. Okay. The game is one in the trenches. And... I like both running backs and backup running back. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Eagles D line. Bastard. (laughs) It was between AJ Brown and the defensive line. Let's go. Let's fucking go. So I'm going to go Eagles offensive line. Okay. (laughs) To protect Eagles defensive line. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Because for me, like, I was either picking either Eagles line or A.J. Brown. I was like, do I want protection? Do I want to attack your quarterback? Or do I want to give Mahomes a weapon? Yep. So I... It's it's between those. I got two out of the three, so I I can't complain. It's just, like, I probably the best of the bunch is the Eagles D-line. 70 sacks is no joke, but... Nope, not at I all. I got to compete with if I'm if you're just picking them, I can't let you have the better offensive line as well. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, well, well then for me, uh, running back is is basically where I need to go. Uh, and I hope it's not just a rookie thing, but seeing Tyreek Hill as a running back, uh, just makes me like Isaiah Pacheco. Dude, he runs like he's like stomping his feet. Like he right? runs so angry. Oh, no, it's it's awesome to see. So I, I love Isaiah Pacheco behind uh his own offensive line. <laughs> um and uh how many running backs do we get? Two. Two? Okay. Uh, um I'm gonna go Miles Sanders. I'm not gonna let you get two starting. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's not, a good decision. I'm not gonna let you get the two uh, starting running backs. That's fair. So I feel like I need a receiver. Um, I like Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. Obviously, you have AJ Brown. And I mean, Juju's been good, but that is just—is that just like a product? I—I'm I, gonna go with Devonta Smith. Yeah, that's respect. Uh, he's a great possession, fifty-fifty guy. Yeah, that's respect. Um, what's my second receiver gonna be? Because it's either second Juju or MVS. Uh, so. Or like defense, it's is it secondary safeties, linebackers? Or is uh, it safeties, linebackers, corners? Safeties, linebackers, corners. Or the linebackers, safeties, corners, whatever you want. Okay. 
Um, mm. And it's these players when healthy, right? So, yeah. it's, so it's not just like who's available right now. Nope. Okay. Um. Who's who's catching balls for KC right now? Juju, Juju, MVS, yes. Sky Moore, Sky Moore. What's that other random fool that was McCole Hardman? McCole Hardman, that's who it was. And uh, Kadarius Tony and Watson. Yeah, and Justin Watson. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Juju. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 a good wide receiver room. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's good behind a solid. I think he's good behind a consen- uh, consensus number one. I don't think he's a good one, so I think yeah. I think he'll excel behind AJ Brown. That's fair. Well, with you doing that, then I need to go uh, easily the best one-two punch corners in the league. Give me Darius Slay. Yeah. And James Bradbury. Yeah. No, that's respect. See, this is where I, this is where I might fail on defense. Uh, you um, got the offense. <laughs> yeah. Um. I already have. You have one running back, one tight end, a D line, uh, linebackers, safeties, and corners. Yeah, and I technically already have Casey's D line. Yeah. Or no, a case you have Dallas Goddard. Corners. Yeah, you have you have Dallas Goddard. So a lot of picks Casey's already made D for line and Casey's corners. Yeah. So I'm it's safeties and linebackers for you, basically. Yeah. Uh, can I can I look something up? Yeah, yeah, look something up. Look something okay. up. I'll uh, I'll just punch in the uh this stuff for you that you already have and that I already basically have that way. We're not really sticking around too long. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with um, actually, fuck. <laughs> it's a tough decision. Yeah, this uh, shirt and something up right now. Okay. I am gonna go Eagles linebackers. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, their front seven is nasty. As soon as I saw Hassan Reddick was labeled as a linebacker, a linebacker, I'm like, take that. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Graham's also labeled as a linebacker, but they're like front seven. Yeah. But I mean, well, I mean on whatever ES- way. On ESPN, he's listed as a defensive end, so. Ah. I see. And yeah, and Hassan Reddick is a linebacker. Is a linebacker? Okay. Well, there you go. That That's a good one. Yeah. So then that basically leaves me with Kansas City's linebackers. Uh, So then. Oh, do I want to. I feel like I have to. Um, I got to take the Eagles' safeties as well. <laughs> yeah. 
which will inevitably give you Kansas City safeties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reason, or there is a reason why um, Gardner Johnson has six interceptions because their secondary is nasty as fuck. Yeah. Um, I am going to go uh, Kansas City special teams. Okay. With Pacheco as a kick returner. Butker has been a solid kicker up until this year. He's been kind of hurt and shaky. Townsend's a good punter. Um, Kadarius Tony's a good returner as well. Yeah, I'll give you Kadarius Tony. I won't give you... uh, Well, I mean, it's just like the Chiefs special teams in general. So I'm looking at their Chiefs special teams. I'm just fucking with you. But but yeah, I think it's... I like their um, bunch. All right. Well, with that, then you have Mahomes, Sanders. Rosters aren't finished yet. No, I know, but so far, pretty much they pretty much are because of just filling positions of opposites. You have Mahomes, Sanders, AJ Brown, Juju, Dallas Goddard, Eagles O line, Kansas City D line, Eagles linebackers, Kansas City safeties, Kansas City corners, and Kansas City special teams. Um, I have Hertz, Pacheco. Smith, Kelsey, Kansas City O-line, Eagles, uh, D-line, safeties D-line, uh, or safeties Eagles, Kansas City linebackers, and then Eagles corners and special teams for the Eagles. Uh, so my second uh, running back, I'm uh, feeling you can't go wrong with either Boston Scott or Kenneth Gainwell. Uh Ah, because they're both so good. <laughs> but I don't know. Kenny G played pretty fucking good as soon as Sanders went out. So I'm gonna take Gainwell. Let's go. Yeah, uh, which leaves mm. you. I'm going Jarek McKinnon. Oh, Jarek McKinnon. Okay, better than both of them. The way he's been receiving back and stuff like that, and he's been running really well this year with Mahomes. No, you're absolutely right. Gotta take that chemistry, you know? All right. Well, then with that, that leaves me my last wide receiver. And... Oh, man. Slim Pickens here. (laughs) (laughs) This is where the like the you you're not watching this game for wide receiver talent here. Yeah, since (laughs) you have Pacheco, since you have Pacheco, okay, and I can't get him for special teams, and I have Katone Kadarius Tony on special teams. You can't take it for wide receiver. Yeah, no, I I can't do that. No, no, I I agree though. I agree. I can't do that. I'm (laughs) dying. Holy shit! Fucking hell. Yeah, he is dying. That was a rough 10 seconds for the listeners there. Absolutely. That was a lot of loud, loud noises. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Fuck, man. Wide receiver. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel on this one, bud. Dude, yeah, I am. Uh, You know what? We'll go MVS. MVS, he's, he's like the downfield deep threat guy. Yeah. And with that, that rounds out the uh, the two Super Bowl teams. Honestly, like these these teams, you have the high flying offense. I and love my like, offense, I love my offense so and much. Like 
clutch special teams. I have like ground and pound, uh, possess like I have a good mix of everything. You have like you have offense is just amazing. Your defense, like, no one's touching picks. you. Yeah, like no, but like. <sighs> The only way I'm touching you is coverage sacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's it's really good team. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, no, 100 percent That just shows how talented um this team is. I think game changer though is like me getting Eagles linebackers with like Hassan Reddick. With Reddick, yeah. yeah. I think that like because that really helps. That could really Eagles. fuck up my O line. So but like I mean, your team is still like hurts is good with yeah he's gonna need a spy on him at all times yeah like so yeah, is Mahomes solid. yeah that's solid yeah no I I, I like this yeah. honestly like the only good running back it's kind of crazy is Miles Sanders and the only good re, uh, like receiver is AJ like Brown. AJ Brown yeah like I know McKinnon yeah he's great Pacheco great but like not, and, you got, and not... you got you got your pick at the litter with running back too I got Sanders Second. yeah yeah, no, that that's that is fair. But you know what? Having Kelsey, that's that's game changing. He can do whatever he wants. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, Hayden, we'll we'll wrap this up uh right now. Folks, thank you so much for listening to episode 146. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Uh Hayden, where can the people find you on social media if they want to search you up and stalk you? on instagram and twitter at hayden underscore barton and on tiktok at hbart13 that is amazing you can follow me on instagram at jevin.lefave on twitter at jevin.lefave and find everything for the show on instagram twitter and tiktok at left side heavy underscore head to the youtube left side heavy so you can watch the show much appreciated and we will see you next wednesday night uh, me, Hayden, Brett, and Scott will bring you the Super Bowl preview and minor notes on the NHL, but it'll be mainly a Super Bowl show. Um, maybe we'll do a little draft of halftime shows kind of thing. We'll, uh, we'll rank halftime shows in the past. That might be a good one, but we'll That's see. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, so we're recording that episode on Wednesday when this usually comes out. So the podcast will either come out Wednesday evening or Thursday morning, so stay tuned. I'll post on Instagram when the episode is released. Um, But yeah, uh, looking forward to talking to you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed this past kickback and relax. It was a lot of fun with Owen, but we will see you guys next time. Peace.